Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Giants and the Dodgers sweep the weekend. Joe Madden intentionally walk RBI. How about that? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's the Monday morning series recap episode. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in the corner. We got producer BBD and in Hawaii, <coughs> we got Trevor Plouffe. Jake, take over. Jimmy, uh, ever since he walked into the office, like f- the studio five minutes ago, it's like he kissed a cat. He's just been coughing and hacking. Now he's going for, he's wondering if he's allergic to something in the Chewy bar he just Honestly, ate. Honestly, it's like a, it's like a cat's in the room. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried for you. Um, Jimmy, BBD, Trev, the chat, what is going on, everyone? Baseball hot in the streets. Big West Coast up, it sounds like. Giants, Dodgers, Joe Madden, boogity, boogity, boogity. My halos. Um, Jimmy's going to compose himself. Um, Trevor Plouffe, you are coming live from a special location today. John Boy Media West, where, where are you? Well, I'm in the far West. I'm in Hawaii. Okay. Oh. Uh, I told you, Jake, yesterday I'm built diffy, just doing all this on vacay. That's fine. I apologize in advance to all the people out there for any tech that's going on. I'm going to try to get it all cleaned up. So you guys can hear me. I know you can't see me that well, uh, but I got some fiery takes. Mm. There's some things that went on over the weekend. I got to just talk about a little bit. And I'm happy because I'm a host on a show called Talking Baseball. So I'll get to do that. Now, James, I'm going to ask, can you talk yet? I think so. No. We'll see how this goes. Okay. Um, I'm suspect of a third in the room. You're suspect of a third in the room. A uh, fourth, I guess. Like that this was like came from a cat mm. place or something like that. Okay. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh so yeah, uh, you know, might be <laughs> we might be playing through some cats and some island time today, but we're uh Trev's got fiery takes. BBD in the corner. Yeah. Baseball's moving too fast. Ooh, interesting. It is. Easter bunny's whack. There's too much weird stuff going on and I can't keep up on breakdowns or anything and I'm dying and uh it's just too fast I I had a laugh today um a a couple things um I'd like to issue a formal apology to Texas Rangers and Colorado Rockies fans we missed your guys series last week we're talking baseball it's unacceptable um we're sorry you know those are my rocks you know I was a Dallas guy for a little bit um to each of those teams um, I'm gonna I'm going to attend a game at your stadium in the next year, um, and we're gonna do a formal apology. We'll do a Jake Day at the stadium. Uh, we we need to be better than that. We're sorry. Just straight up missed it. Uh, won't happen again. Um, I love you. Two of my favorite teams. My rocks are off to a hot start. Rangers, not so much, and that's okay. No, but, they're not. But no. it won't it won't happen again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so. That's what I got. All right. Um, show's brought to you by SeatGeek. I don't know if I mentioned that when I was dying. Mm. Also, it's a DraftKings studio, and I'm going to do the DraftKings read right okay. away. And then we're going to get into the, all the recaps. 
You're a gambler now. I am a gambler. I am a gambler now. Um, five-leg parlays, Trev. Yeah, I did a five-leg parlay. Felt hot about it. I missed it <laughs> because of a hailstorm. Yeah. Which ruined ruined Tyone. You couldn't go that deep anymore because of the hailstorm. So I had uh, my wife, Katie, said, hey, place a bet on this at bat. I need to make up for my thing. She placed one. Six of my units. Whoa. You know, like a lot, a lot, way more than I usually bet. She lost. So $6 down the train. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, usually five five leg parlays are the way to go. I don't know how you didn't hit that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think I'm gonna put a dollar on a five or I think I put two dollars to win like a hundred on a five leg parlay. And I think I'm gonna do it every night. It was pretty fun. Okay. <laughs> the hailstorm ruined it. <clears throat> yeah. After the first inning, I had two of the five. After the third inning, I had three of the five. And then Tyone's night ended early because the hailstorm, so it's got ruined. Anyway, if you want to do that, the for, uh, force majeure. That's yeah. an act of God, James. I think you can look mm, that up in a clause somewhere, dude. Yeah, I'm a force majeure. These guys, Jake. Well, uh, DraftKings. What you should it. probably do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. You can bet five dollars there, and if your team <laughs> wins that game, they just got to win. You get $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That's promo code JOMBOY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 21-plus restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See show notes for details. Yankees screwed up my bet of the day last Friday. God damn it, Yankees. Gosh dang it, Yankees. Let's get straight into the recap, shall we? We got a lot of baseball talking to. I'm going to be doing the NL today. We'll see if I can get through this. Between me... Dying and Trev's internet. We'll see if we get through any of these uh, recaps. But I'm ready. I'm going to give it a go. Ready? Here we go. The Cardinals and Brewers split a four-game set. Warning, update. We have a lot of four-game set splits coming up in the NL. Brewers win the bookends. Cardinals win the meat. Brewers win the bread. Cardinals win the meat is what I should have said. Cardinals didn't have a ton of hits, but all their hits seemingly went for extra base hits. Four home runs. Brewers didn't hit that well. Cardinals starting pitchers, good. Brewers starting pitchers, good. Not bad. It's kind of a weird series when you look at all the box score stuff. Kutch got five hits. Uh, Matt's 5.2 shutout. So I think Matt's is doing well. That's fun stuff. Arenado is on fire. He's crazy. So they both split that series. The Braves and the Padres, they played four games. Padres got the bread. Braves got the meat. They go four games. Splitsies as well. Olsen, seven hits, three extra base, home run. Ozuna, five hits with two home runs. Braves hit six home runs as a team. Padres, nine extra base hits, four home runs. Machado, he had eight hits with a homer and a double. I think third baseman are going off to start the season, question mark. Musgrove, 6.2 shutout innings in his start. Duvall, go ahead to run double. Darvish with a good start. And for the Braves, Acuna Jr. scheduled to start a rehab assignment tomorrow. How about that? The Phillies and the Marlins, they also played four games. Not a split, not a sweep. The Marlins take three of four from the Phillies. The only game the Phillies win... 
Ranger Suarez season. Uh, Philly starters were not good in this series. Neither was Jake's Trevor Rogers, the only win for the Phils. Marlins starters, Alcantara, Hernandez, awesome, good job. And, uh, oh, the 7-1, the second game, it was the Jesus and Jazz game. Jesus Aguilar and Jesus, what's the other Jesus on the Marlins? Lizardo. Uh, Lizar- what? Sanchez. Sanchez and Jazz. Those three had all the RBIs. I thought that was fun. The Dodgers swept the Reds. The poor Reds. No. Oh, no. Dodgers are good. Reds are bad. So no surprise there. Trey Turner turns on a Hunter Green fastball. Hunter Green gets a lot of credit. I stood next to Trey Turner. It doesn't make sense. Baseball's a weird sport. D-backs and Mets, they played three, a normal game. Mets won two. D-backs win the middle game. Cubs and Rockies, they split four-game set. Cubs the bread, Rockies the meat. How about that? Cubs starting pitchers, awful. Rockies starting pitchers, awful. Both bullpens, kind of not good either. Keegan Thompson, 3.1 shutout innings in relief for game one. Keegan Thompson. Two Keegans in the league, starters. That's cool. Nationals and Pirates paid four games. Nobody watched. Kotuk had a nice series. Pirates won three games. That's your NL recap. I, I watched a little bit of the Pirates and Nationals. Said the liar. Oh, only when Kotuk was hitting. I think I saw oh, bits I and pieces. About. I think I saw bits and pieces as well. Might hear about Kotuk yeah. in a little bit. Teaser. Oh, hot. Okay. Yeah, we, we were talking. It's Coachella, you know? Mm. Kotuk and Coachella go hand in hand, even though he's playing ball right now, and I'm in Hawaii. But eventually in mm. our futures, I think we'll end up at Coachella together. That's just me fantasizing. But whatever. What's going on, guys? The Cubs had 21 extra base hits against the Rockies. I got bummed out. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens is killing it at Coachella, and I was like, Cole... Like, I know Cole loves baseball, but he'd, he'd love a couple days at Chella, too. We'll save that. You, me, and Cole will do a retirement trip at Coachella. Uh, just to Cubs uh, Rocks? Only. Well, I'll just update everyone on the standings. Yeah. Standings real quick. The Mets are in first place in the East, 7-3 and three record. The Cardinals, first place in the Central, 5-3. and three. Although every team in the Central has five wins besides the Reds. And in the West, you have the Dodgers and Giants. Tied seven wins apiece. Um, seven and two for both those teams. So they would be your one and two, and the Mets would be your three. Uh, let's see, as far as like losing records, Diamondbacks have a losing record. Reds have a losing record. Marlins, Phillies, Nats. Only two teams in the Central and the West have losing records right now. It's very early, but there's your uh, standings update. The standings are tight. It's it's funny. You forget how early in the year it is, but you know, no, <laughs> you can't run away early. Except the goddamn Giants and the Dodgers. We'll we'll come back to them. Rockies. I guess we'll deserve to go first with them because we missed them last time. We'll hit the Rangers in the AL too. Boom. Um, yeah, they split like you said a lot of sandwich series yeah. this week, huh? How yeah. about it? Uh, Connor Joe. There's not always meat and sandwiches, by the way, James. Sometimes there's other stuff other than meat and sandwiches. Okay. We could do PB and J's. We can do PB and honey and banana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but in this, make sure we in this talk case, about we all agree, the sandwiches. It was meat. Okay. I'm gonna Beyond meat. Give me a meat, Sammy. Yeah. Um, 
Kelsey Winger, been killing it. If you don't follow her um, with the live in-game Rockies updates, I've never been more in tune with my Rocks. Uh, Connor Joe, your favorite player. Triple, um, big triple. Yeah. Uh, Rocks, hey, they're off to it again. These Rockies had like an okay bad year last year. They added Chris Bryant. They lost Trevor Story. Um, they won a couple games uh, on the road earlier this year. Interested to see where this season lands for my Rocks and my Cubs. Saya still doing it. Four homers so far this year. Stroman had a tough start in Colorado. They got to him. I mean, I think he was through four clean. No, three clean. And then uh, Sam Hilliard got him. Then Alan Trejo. This is the Rockies. They're at home. They know what to do. They can win at home. What's their What's their home record right now? I bet you it's pretty dang good to start the year off. I, I, if that happens again, they got to take a look in the mirror. They were abysmal on the road last year. Really, like a 600 ball club at home. Like we, there's got to be a correlation to that. We they're two. I mean, they're two here. and zero on the road and four and three at home. So it's a little tough right now. Well, it's small sample size, but if they if they repeat again, right? Like they have to start going into the data and figuring out why this is happening with this ball club. Maybe we Not already able to win on the road. Maybe we already figured it out. Maybe they brought in a special assistant to their front office that told them the secret sauce. Me, us, you and Kelsey just went up there. Yeah, <laughs> John Boy Media's rocks, baby. We're invading. Um, we did Nats Pirates. What a series we all watched. Um, Connor Joe. D-backs Mets? Yeah. D-backs won on Saturday when I announced the lineup for them. Adds up. Um, they lost the other games around that, so I don't know. There's well, some analytics for no, it. The story is the Mets and their starting pitching. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they um, they lost out on some guys, right, that were supposed to be there at the top. And McGill's been great. I don't think he pitched in this. Uh, series, but Cookie Carrasco did, and um, uh, David Peterson did. Bassett. <clears throat> and Bassett. And Bassett's supposed to be good, and Bassett's been good. Um, between McGill, uh, Peterson, uh, he went 4.10 earned runs, 80 pitches. Um, but, yeah, the starting pitching's good. But the the other story is the bullpen is Bad for the Mets. I was talking to Jolly. I was talking to some Mets fan about it. I do think it's an easy thing to fix because uh, you can, if you if you can, you can always find bullpen arms, especially at the deadline, like the most traded thing. So I don't know. I don't think it's like a long problem. Much better place to be in having the starters be good. But I think Joely Rodriguez got put into a game again and just gave up a run again. Not good. You want to. Do you want to know how you win games? And I think they're seven and three, right? Uh, get off to a good start. They are giving up two and a half runs a game right now. Mm. Two and a half. Only bested by the Giants who are giving up 2.22 runs per game. And then they're scoring over five runs a game. They're doubling what they're giving up. That's how you do it. It's not going to continue that way for the entire season, but that's got to be like – if. If you're a Mets fan, that is a huge weight lifted off your shoulder to start out like this. Um, because, you know, we were the, the Grom thing, and then Scherzer almost got, you know, he had like a hamstring thing right before the season. He looks great. Two and a half runs per game, man. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Hey, wait. And if they can, maybe if those starters stay healthy for when DeGrom at some point comes back, you kick a body to the bullpen, bada bing, bada boom. Um, 
Matt's off to a really good start. One of the few teams that you can really circle and be like, they are off to a, a great start this season. And with some, like, downside. I mean, obviously we talked about the pitching, but to start the weekend they had to send uh, Canna and Nimmo to the yeah. to the IL, call people up. So, By the and, way. And, like, no one's going off offensively for them. They're just all... You might hear about one guy in a little bit. They're, but it's pretty spread out is, is kind of what I'm saying. Um, I was looking at it today, and they're all kind of contributing, at least from the stats. I guess I haven't watched every single game. Did you see uh, our guy Buck? No, what did he do? Ta- taught some heady baseball. Um, there was a nice little a sack fly. They were going to appeal at third, and there was a runner on first, so the runner at first just took off because if they tagged him out, then you can't appeal the run. So everyone was freaking out, moment of chaos on the field. And then they still, the Diamondbacks realized that they still throw to third, but they didn't get the appeal. So the Mets just got a free stolen base because Buck Showalter knows Someone baseball. did that last year. Oh, who was that? I think it was La Russa or the, I did a breakdown on it, where they used that. Yeah. They used that to as a loophole in the system. I think it was a replay involved. Yeah, they wanted to review it, and if another play happened, they couldn't review it. Yes, yeah, so they did a mound visit to stall so they could look at the replay for longer in the dugout. Then they appealed for home, and they reviewed the appeal because they ran out of time to review the play at home. So they did a mound visit, watched more of it, then said, okay, appeal at home. Then they reviewed, they challenged the appeal instead of the original play. Fucking big loophole that the, I think it was the White Sox did it last year. But that's good. Smart baseball by Buck. Always. 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 Um, Trev, what are your Phillies doing, dude? It's not it's not great. It's not great with the Phillies right now. It's not great with the Phillies right now. Gonna be honest with you. There's three four to the Marlins. I said the Marlins World Series team. Remember that before. I said the craziest prediction you could have is the Marlins going to the World Series. Their pitching has been great. I don't know, man. Uh, I guess it's tough to go into Miami and face all those guys. So I'll just chalk it up to a bad series, right? I mean, not offensively. <laughs> That's their team. I know. I mean, bomb. Four for six, Ramudo five for thirteen. Whoa. Bryce Harper had five hits. They all, they so that might have been in one game. They scored three runs in the first game, one run in the second game, and three runs in the in the fourth game. In the third game, they scored ten runs. I mean, true. We're we're gonna we're gonna need more out of that. That's it's. But this is a tough NL East. You know, we knew there was gonna be some lumps. This isn't gonna be one team running away with it, even though the Mets have looked, I guess, like the best team in that division. I don't I don't see it playing out that way though at all. If you're looking for a fun midweek series this week, Philly goes to Colorado. Might be some hitting in that. <clears throat> mm. But look who they had to face, though, man. Like, that's... It's true. That's tough. Our guy, Nick Nelson, not doing well out of the pen for the Phillies. But neither did Gibby. Eflin had a bad start. So, I, you got to give it up to the Marlins' bats, too. Because they faced a bunch of pitchers that we've been talking about being good. Was it Gibby, Eflin, Suarez, Wheeler? You know, if those all had, if all those starters had good games, we'd be saying like, "Yeah, they got pitching," in that kind of way. My guy Jesus Sanchez, after I gave him a little love, had a big series. I felt good about that. Sometimes you say enough shit, you stumble into something. So, mm. 
And a, lo- a few Marlins fans reached out and said he's a dude, so I'm in. I'm drinking Joey, the Kool-Aid. Joey Wendell, four RBIs. Oh, Joey, Joey Wendell. Wendell. Koopa I have a Luke? bunch of uh, Jesus Sanchez cards in my Topps Bunch app. I've been getting a lot of him lately, so I think he's just like skyrocketing in popularity. So mm. that's nice. I think you might have started that, Jake. Way to yeah. go. Thank no you. Big deal. Thank you. Uh, Jim, your Braves and your Padres? Yeah. Sandwich series. Yeah. What are you going to do? Peanut butter and jelly, not meat. Uh, well, see, it's the same thing in the middle. That's where I'm, yeah. you know, getting caught up there. Lettuce and tomato. Um, I got a fun fact on the Padres. Interesting. Okay. I do enjoy fun facts. Um, there are six or seven. I'll bring it up again. Uh, starting pitchers in baseball that have two quality starts so far this year. Three of them are on the Padres. Wow. Manaya, Musgrove, Darvish is a little loophole because he has had three starts. But um, they're, uh, they're getting some quality outings from there. And the Braves. I mean, Gore had a good start for them as well. Musgrove's just really good. Musgrove's, Musgrove's good. really good. How are they using Lamette? I know that they were putting him in the bullpen. I want <clears throat> to... He's, he's been in the bullpen. I know, he, he but... Finished, uh, he finished one game, but... Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of uh, innings is he getting at back there? Is he bulk guy? Is he go-all-out guy? I guess baseball reference isn't working. Three games, well, he, 3.1 innings, so... Six case. Yeah, he's doing good. They've looked really good, and that's what we need. We need uh we need the Padres to be in there. Tatis coming back, stop playing soccer in the outfield. I guess I want to hear <laughs> your guys' take on that a little bit too. Um, but the Padres team is fun. And Manny Machado's really good. Like we don't talk, I don't think we talk about him enough. I love Manny. How freaking good he, he's just like, is he gonna be a Hall of Famer? He's on that trajectory. He's 29 years old this year. He's got a career 826 OPS. He's racked up 45.2 war. I don't know. He's he's got a ways to go. He's got to play for He's playing until 28. That's where his contract goes through. So yes, this year and six more. So keep putting them numbers up, Manny. How about three stolen bases for Manny Machado? <laughs> Get those Ooh. legs loose, kid. I love it. Um I want to hear uh J- Jimmy's take cuz Jake, I, I think I know what you're going to say. Jimmy, what do you feel about the whole Tatis video almost breaking his ankle on a soccer ball? I mean, it's his wrist, right? That's what he's out for right now? Yeah. So then you could say, yeah, well, okay, soccer's just all the feet. But, I mean, you see that f- of his ankle going and his, him going down, and he lands on putting his, his... Putting his hand? <laughs> put his hand down. He lands on his wrist, so... <laughs> yeah. I, you got, bad, I mean, like... Look. It's not great. No, it's a bad look. The players got to be able to play sports and have fun. You know, you can't. I don't think you can stop them from doing this. That's what they do for a living: is play sports and have fun. But when you're, it's just a bad look. I just think it. I just think it's kind of a. You just can't do it on the field, and if you do, you have to be like overtly cautious to where anyone. Watching would be like, oh, yeah, he's just standing around kicking it back and forth. They go to that clip of him 
rolling his foot over the ball and then falling and then landing on his like wrist shoulder. Now, I don't know if it's the left wrist or right wrist that is injured. He lands on his right wrist kind of. Bad look. I don't know. I want it, I want it to not be like upset about it, whatever. Yeah, and then I'm not. It's just like, damn, it's bad luck. Not great. Hey, good for good for Eric Cosmer getting out to a hot start, huh? Just hot. every day hearing your name slandered on the internet streets and like people saying, get out of here. They'll eat your whole contract to take you away. Like, hey, 924 OPS, 162 OPS plus. Suck it. Like, I'm. I hope he has a great year, man. I hope he has a great year. Hot. It's tough to hear your name and talked about like that, you know, the entire offseason and last year too. Haas off to a good start. Matt Olson off to a good start. Marcelo Zuna off to a good start. Braves, the record's not there right now. I heard your, your caller on baseball today on the Amp app, Trev. Braves, Braves Nation seeming kind of calm. Their, their sticks are doing some of the work and... Ronald Acuna Jr. starts his rehab assignment tomorrow. So they're on a little, they were at San Diego. I think they're heading to L.A. now. So they're doing, knocking out a brutal West Coast trip, and then maybe by the time they get back, we'll, you know, maybe Ronnie's on his way. I, I think the record's not there, but Braves, Braves fans are doing I. Braves fans are doing I. We talked about... Um... You know, this next coming series, it's it's Braves going into L.A. C-Rose was asking me about, you know, what's it going to be like for Freddie to, to um, you know, face his old team in L.A. And I started to read articles prepping for our show, and every single one of the Braves players that was interviewed, you know, like, yeah, we miss Freddie. He's a good dude. Can't wait to say what's up to him. You know, not really thinking about the whole baseball thing. He's just a good person. But then they also kept adding, you know, it's pretty easy or it's a lot easier when you get a guy like Matt Olson to replace him. They, I know Atlanta loves Freddie, but Matt Olson has gone in and it's been a seamless transition. Like the guy is on fire and not to mention, he's just like a great clubhouse presence. I thought it was really interesting how they all were talking about Freddie and yeah, he's a great guy. Can't wait to see him. But they all said the same thing, but we got Olson. So you have to like give, snaps or claps to the Braves front office for handling that situation the way they did. I mean, was there a better solution? I mean, there was signed Freddie and I guess people would have loved that too, but like, this is good. If just as good, if not better. Right. Yeah. I also got to think players don't want Olsen to hear that. Like they're sharing a locker room with him and to, to just be like, yeah, I wish I miss him. I wish he was still here is kind of could be taken. So you always have to have that caveat of like, but I'm happy with who we got. Olsen's great. Yeah, but they can, they're like, they mean it. <laughs> so they're not, I don't think they're just saying that. Cause me, I mean, me neither, but I think it's there too. But in. I think, yeah, it's pretty funny. We, we know how we, we saw him in spring training and you know, his demeanor, it just fits, man. He's, it's, he's a guy guy. That's why they paid him. Helps when you're, you're leading baseball and hits uh, on base percentage and you're fucking Matt Olsen too. So, um, does he date your daughter? Yeah, he might be doing more than that to my daughter at this point. Um, Cardinals Brewers, I think, is the only series we haven't touched. Yeah, another sandwich. Another Sammy series. Ashby gets the win in the last game to split the series. Ashby, uh, I think I might want to talk about this. I might make this my topic, uh, me and Eno. Ooh. Ashby, like, uh, changed a lot of his pitches to be even nastier. Ooh. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Peralta got roughed up. Or at least they scored a ton of runs in that game. Mm. And Matt yeah, has been year. good, which is... Matt's had a bounce back. His first start was bad. He had okay. A, he, he had a good bounce back start, uh, which is good coming over to a new organization. You don't want to throw up a couple duds early. Um, Arenado's going nut job. I think there's some nice similarities to their, him and Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt's first year over in St. Louis, the numbers were a tick down. Arenado's first year in St. Louis, the numbers were a tick down. I, I think Nolan might be primed for a, a big boy season. He is a he is a big He's boy. A big that, that Cardinals team, that Cardinals team is scary, man. Uh, they're kind of relentless too. When you just kind of like look at their lineup, and now they got Pujols hitting homers too. Like, what's what's going on there? That that's going to be a great uh, uh, race there at the end. Uh, Brewers and Cardinals, aesthetically pleasing for me. You guys know I like to mention that it looks really good. Uh, the rivalry is there. It's going to be nice. Brew crew, step it up offensively. Let's go. Let's go. Dodgers are great. Dodgers are great. The yeah. Reds, the Reds tried to do an opener with their guy Luis Sessa. Hunter Green a little bit. A little bit. Huh? Thirty-nine pitches over a hundred miles an hour. It's more than your snakes, my twins, and like two other teams have thrown ever in the Statcast era. Are you guys like interested in that at all, or is as the hundred mile per hour club just like gotten too crowded for you? My thing is the Cardinals have Hicks, who threw a hundred miles per hour so much that he injured himself, and now they're trying to get him to be a starter to not throw a hundred that much. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like. It scares me more than excites me for his future. Like you can't be throwing 140 mi- 40 times in one game. You're going to burn yourself out. And you don't probably don't need to. And then eventually Trey Turner just sits on it and fucking smacks one. And that's oh, not a big yeah. dude. So it's. You got the. You still he have got to the he got, I know. But this is like you and launch angle, Trev, when you're just like, who cares? It's just like, it's just a stat. It's not a result. That's how I feel about Velo. Like, you need to have other pitches and movement and all that. Like, he lost because his fastball got hit on a homer. It's very impressive. It's cool, but it's not not a result. Yeah, no, I I totally um, agree with Velo, especially if you – you see a guy a couple times. I don't know what his fastball looks like. You know, when I'm watching it on TV – it looks like four seamish, which is typically pretty straight. Maybe he's got a little bit of that extra life on it. Um, but if you miss in the zone, like yeah, guys are gonna smack it like Trey Turner did. He has some good off um, complimentary pitches, some good off-speed pitches to go with as well. And I don't think he's like, laboring to throw a hundred. So he's a guy that I think just throws a hundred. Do you know what I mean? He he makes it look easy. Um, he makes it look easy. Yeah. And everyone says like you know the hundred is great. Um, it helps you can make more mistakes while when you're throwing over like 96 than anybody throwing under 96 can uh, guys just don't hit your mistakes as often. But when you're facing the Dodgers and you're facing like the elite of the elite hitters, they're going to, they're going to crush that dude. hundred is a hundred down the middle is nothing. You know, we've seen enough velo now as baseball players, when you get to that level that you can hit anything that comes over the heart of the plate. And that's kind of what we saw there. But I, I think, 
like if you're a Reds fan, you should be super pumped on him. That's a uh, it. He's getting hurt by his era a little bit. Anytime you're the first to do something in baseball, it's really cool. Uh, but yeah, like I remember when Chapman first came over, and it was like this dude is must watch. This guy can hit 104. Um, Hunter Green gets a little hurt by the fact that kind of every team has their hunge guy now. I knew so many guys that threw a hundred, like when I first started coming up and they were just bad pitchers. <laughs> like they just were like, they could throw a hundred, but they had nothing to compliment it with. They couldn't throw strikes. Those guys were laboring to throw a hundred. Like they were all out throwers. He doesn't look like a thrower to me. He looks like a, a pitcher who just is big enough and strong enough and has the arm strength to throw a hundred. So hopefully he can add a little bit of, movement to it because it kind of looks a little straight i don't know maybe that's just me watching on tv the old farnsworth fastball the old, mm. right now garrett cole fastball mm. Ooh. just too straight too straight that's why everybody's throwing two seam and sinkers now yeah, I mean, if you if he can locate that at the top of the zone every single time, like that's different. But when you start getting it, you know, middle of zone in, and especially down in the zone uh, over the heart of the plate, you can just drop the barrel on that. You know, you, you it's an interesting thing as a hitter when you go up and you're facing guys that throw that hard. You have to go hard. Oh. So guys are able to make that adjustment in the big leagues. Um, so he still has to live on the corners. You know what I mean? And he will. He will. Let's live on the corners. Jake, mm. can you tell me kindly yeah. what happened in the American League? Because I don't know. I sure can. I got no idea. Nothing? No. Clueless. I watched a couple games. I blocked him out. Let's start it over. Let's start it over. There you go. Here it is. Yabado! Jim, how about we head out to Chicago, the White Sox and the Rays? Two American League powers in the White Sox. They win the first two games, same score, 3 2 3 2. Couple nail biters. Uh, and then the Rays take the final one with uh, JP Fire Hydrant as the opener. Uh, White Sox, they didn't really hit this series. 176 batting average, uh, and they must have been nervous games. White Sox fans, let me know, because your starters were nasty. Your relievers got hit a little bit, so you were in close games that your relievers got hit a little bit, and you were winning by one run. Must have felt it a little bit. That being said, they win the series. They've won all three of their series this year. Rays, hope you guys don't stink this year, sarcastically. Mariners hosted the Astros, and they... Take two out of three. They take the bookends. A mini sandwich. Uh, 11-1. A blah in game one. Our guy Odo. Oh, no. Um, and then the, the last game, Matt Brash. I keep telling you guys about this guy. Go check out the Pitch Ninja. Uh, talk about some X-axis. That slider. It covers the whole plate. Literally 14 inches of break. A.K.A. the Trevor Plouffe in Hawaii. The middle game, you might want to circle as well. Because Justin Verlander... He dropped it. Uh, the bad man might be back in Houston. That being said, good for the Mariners. They host the Big Bad Wolf, and they take two out of three. Speaking of Big Bad Wolf, the Baltimore Orioles 
take two out of three from BBD's New York Yankees. Oh my gourd. They take the first game in 11 innings, two to one. Yankees, what is you doing, baby? Yankees take the second game, a little hailstorm, kind of their only offensive output inning of the year. They win that game 5-2, and Orioles on Easter Sunday win 5 nothing. Rugie Odor, Yankee legend, former Trevor Plouffe teammate in Texas, drives the stake through their heart. Yankees feel bad right now. Go listen to Talking Yanks. A lot of emotion. A lot of emotion. Speaking of, the Boston Red Sox. They're playing right now. It's Marathon Monday. I got graphics. Matt is there right now. One of the best days. Um, they're playing the Minnesota Twins. It's a best of four. Twins are up 4-2 to two in the seventh as we speak. But the Red Sox have currently won two out of three. Tanner Houck with a big start. 5.2 shutty. Could be important for the Red Sox season. Uh, Twins won the first game. Red Sox, they blew out Michael ooh, Michael Walkover's Bailey Ober. Must watch television there. Deverts and Bogarts are hitting. I mean, I don't even have to tell you guys that. I think you know. Uh, Buxton, Buck Daddy, scared us all. Nervous slide in a second. No structural damage. Said he's going to miss a week. Let's see. Be good. Be good, Buck Daddy. Uh, we'll see if the Twins can, can wrap up the split, or if Baston's got a little magic up their sleeve. Your Toronto Blue Jays hosted the Oakland Athletics, and the Jays take two out of three. Another mini sandwich, Jays 4-1, A's 7-5, Blue Jays, and Manoa. They win 4-3 on the final day to get out of there. Like that for them. Uh, Chicken Strips, Jim. Your guy, you were on his podcast. He goes four shut. He liked that for him. Uh, Vladdy hits his fifth home run, and yeah, he's just going to do that every year, it seems like. Uh, Blue Jays hit. Yeah, that's kind of what they do. Um, Christian Pache, he had the big game-winning homer in that second game, though. Buy some stock on that dude. How about it? A tough game from umpire Jeff Nelson there. Sheesh. Uh, Manoa's dirty. The Rangers, I told you I'd start with them. Here I am starting with them. My Angels take three out of four. Uh-oh. You can see my halo, halo, halo. Uh, our guy Joe Madden stealing the headlines. We're walking in runs, babe. It ends up hurting them, but they still win that game. Uh, Otani, were we worried about his slow start? No. He goes ding-dong city. Cindergard looks good, people. And Jakey two times ran out of time. Royals, Tigers, Tigers take two out of three. Um, awful offense in that series. Some good young pitching. Game four got postponed. Uh, low scoring. 3-1, 2-1, Nice. Javi Baez hurt. We don't no, like that. No snaps for me. That was way too long. Yeah, too way long. too long. Go fuck yourself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know we said we're going to start off with the Rangers. I have I have some stats. Hold on, let me give the standings first. Page. Blue Jays in first okay. place in the East. Uh, then the Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays all have five wins. White Sox in first place in the Central. Guardians and Guardians and Tigers. Wow, the entire Central losing a record besides the White Sox. How about that? Uh, Angels first place in the West. Oh. Uh, uh, ooh, Rangers have the least amount of wins in the AL. Yeah. Does that lead into your stats, Trev? Was that your stat? It, it's not uh, my stat, but it's it's 
it has something to do with that. Now the Rangers, uh, as a team, we knew they brought in some bats and, and, and they can say, hey, these guys can hit, right? Like they're going to, they're going to score some runs. They're averaging 5.44 runs a game. That's pretty good. Not a lot of teams averaging five runs per game. The problem is they're averaging giving up 6.3 runs a game. That's how you lose some games. We knew they needed pitching. They sort of addressed it. I don't know, man. Just kind of seems like told you so 10 games into this uh, season, right? Yeah. I just don't think this year is their plan still. So I'm not like upset with them. I think they're just getting ready. They got they got headlines. They won a game and they got an RBI walk, intentional walk. You want to talk about the intentional walk a little bit? Yeah, is that a topic later on? If we do it now, we'll just have to cut some other stuff short. I mean, Joe Madden is exhaustingly Joe Madden and remains to be so. It's like kind of a bummer that the Angels came back and won, and now people are like, "Well, mm-hmm. it's a, whenever it happens, the team wins or didn't hurt them." It's like, what did? And it was dumb and. uh the only reason to do that is to like Joe managed to go coach college. You know, the one good thing that came out of it was the Mike Trout meme. Yeah. And if no one knows uh, what I'm talking about me. that, we've talked a lot on this show about how college coaches like are the star of the program and relish in that they are the face of the program. Like the only reason yeah. you do that is because you're getting camera time. It it does. His quotes about it are even worse. They're they're horrible, James. They are horrible quotes. I'm doing the breakdown on it now because, and then he argues the ball call in like such a sad, embarrassing way. And um, you just brought a new pitcher in out of the bullpen. He four pitch walks the guy, and then you go to the mound and you tell him we're gonna intentionally walk the next batter for a run. It's like. Good. Jimmy, he wasn't, he doesn't, baseball didn't matter at that moment. He was working on the human element of mm. the game. Don't you know that? He knew they were going to come back in the eighth inning and win the game, even though they were going to give up a run there. Sack fly that was almost a grand slam. Bach, another run. Their team was down a ton of runs. They end up winning the game, but he was playing the human element the whole time. That's what, you know, us simple people don't understand. Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, my manager of the year. Why don't you guys back <laughs> off? I mean, the human Elliot element there is basically saying like he thought his pitchers sucked. Yeah. He said the boys needed to pick me up. That's basically what he said, <laughs> dude. Like, get the guys some Red Bulls. Don't like walk in a run and like put your team down even more. It didn't make any sense, dude. I I thought um Chris Woodward after the game they were like asking him about it. He's like, uh, it didn't work. <laughs> I could didn't work like i know they won the game but that didn't work and that's like the that is exactly right it, Look, what's the, the word like did not work what did madden not want to happen a bases clearing double well the they scored all three runs they did <laughs> all three of the, the runners element, though all three of the runners that were on base scored because he wanted his whole team perplexed i think that's the mind frame he wanted them in to come finish the game don't you know that? Like being perplexed is what uh, it's the new hot thing in the streets in baseball. Dude, honestly, maybe every team should try it. Joe Madden's so exhausting. Yeah. In the fourth inning, down a run in the second week of the season. Hmm. To do that is just because you want people to talk about you. 
Probably. Yes. But you know what? Go Angels. They're fun. Halo. There was a the shot of Trout and Otani like walking up to the plate. Um, my buddy, my angel source Soto, put it on his Twitter. Uh, it is watching those two guys. Like, I don't want to like say something stupid here because uh, they haven't like won any championships together, and I think people are gonna say that. But like watching those two guys together, it's like it's like Kobe and Shaq. Is that like weird to it's, you know? It's like two like that, right? It's special, dude. Is that, is that crazy? Mike Trout has an argument to be. One of the best players to ever play this game. Otani, in his own freakish way, uh, is putting together a, a similar but different, a you but different resume, if you will, of something we've never seen. I, and, I mean, that's part of the reason why I drank the Angels Kool-Aid this year. Like, it's, it's wanting to believe that those guys are special. Trout missed so much of last year. He just got hit in the hand with a pitch. X-ray's negative. He, he should be all right. Um and, like, Rendon hasn't gotten it going. Jared Walsh, dude, that, that guy's a dude. The stats are real. And what may be the most important, Noah Syndergaard, two starts, looking pretty good. Uh, I think he's got a ERA in the ones, two solid outings from him. If he could keep that going um, with manager of the year, Joe Madden, testing the players day in, day out, that's the recipe. I'm sending the video over right now. Is that? Yeah, I don't know. People are going to be mad that I called them Kobe and Shaq, but what are you going to do? These guys are amazing. And I did make this comparison. Tell me what you think. I think Jimmy's going to think this is a little crazy, but is Jared Walsh Jordan Alvarez-ish as far as like just underrated hitter that people like should be talking about way more? I don't think Jordan's like, underrated, right? Well, he was for a while. Not anymore. Like He was like this like dirty little secret that like, people like weren't talking about now everyone knows how good of a hitter he is i think jared walsh is kind of the same thing like unless you're like in angelville like i am on twitter like he's not getting a ton of national talk right i mean he's he's hidden behind trout and otani and I mean, probably even trout, doesn't, and get, Syndergaard. trout yeah. doesn't get a lot of talk rendon doesn't exist anymore angels have the dimmest lights in national media but I, we're writing that wrong. We're talking about him all the time. Jordan's age, I think, gives him a chance to be truly special. Like, Walsh came up, and he had a tough go, and now now that he's going, I mean, you know, he's 28 years old. Like, that's not shots fired, but, like, Jordan is kind of on a special young dude pay, pace. Walsh just looks... Sure. He just looks bona fide. Like, like this guy, like, if he has a OPS in the 900s this year, like, We've talked about that. That's elite. He's got 942 now. He did it in the 2020 season with a 971. I get it. You know, 32 games he played. That's that's not enough. Sample size last year was 850. I I just I think he when you watch him hit, you're like that is a a problem. He's a problem when he comes up to bat. Need Rendon to find it to to kind of complete the Avengers over there. How about the how about the Mariners taking two out of three from the Astros? I know the middle game I'm going to talk about later on, mm. but they got the bookends pretty big. J.P. Crawford, Adam Frazier trade, uh, those have been big. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's got to feel good. Early season, the Astros come into town uh, to to kind of hold home court. Again, I'm going to keep saying the name Matt Brash because if you if you haven't seen even the the highlights. Uh, Dude is mm-hmm. diffy like Trev. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, 
Like, I don't want to say both teams walk away happy here, but, you know, early returns in Houston, JV with the big start. Pena, the rookie, he's lighting it up on the field and the baseball savant stuff. Like, it seems like he's just another one coming in. So, uh, happy the Mariners held serve. I think both both sides end up kind of being like, all right. Like, uh, Jordan Alvarez wasn't in this series. He was on the COVID IL. So, like, you know, I think both teams almost shake their hands and keep it moving. I like that. Thanks, guys. Uh, Orioles beat the Yankees in a opposite of a slugfest series. You can hear our full thoughts on talking Yanks from that side of things. The Orioles side of things, they're the best pitching staff in the world. Hard to hit. Hard to hit. Yanks tried. Orioles just <laughs> shut them down. Both offenses not too hot in this series, huh? No, no, no. No one could hit a thing. It was pathetic effort. I'm like the pitchers were good, but it's just so pathetic. I'm actually really interested, Jake. I, I, uh, go ahead. Do you have more on this, Trev? The Orioles. I wanted to. I, I didn't get to watch this series at all. Did the did the left field wall come into play Dude. at all? How they pushed it back, Trev. No one's gonna hit a home run. It's four hundred to really. Dead, it's four hundred to to left center, closer to center, or closer to left. With a thirteen foot wall. That's that used to be the place you went to hit homers, man. Like if you left there without hitting a homer, you're pissed. And now you're telling me we got four hundred to left center. That's ridiculous. It's dude. it stinks with the wall. It stinks. I I'm trying to do a if there's change, like appreciate the change. Let's figure it out. Like pitch com. I I hated it, but I wanted to try to welcome it. I'm okay with it. It's still not great. I think I don't know why pitch con they say the words. Why not just vibrate? For the pitcher? Yeah, weird. Well they yeah, just have a because they're all doing this. Right. And now the crowd can drown it out. And it's like I didn't I was give an earpiece. Just actually put it in your ear I if was, it's going to be audio. I was flabbergasted. Wait, it's not. Wait, it's not in their ear. No, it's in their hat. It's in their hat, oh. and it says it like, clips to their hat like um, fastball outside, like a golf ball marker clips to your hat type. That's how I feel like it is. And you, what if what if it's quiet? Well, <laughs> they, okay. they control the volume, but like the Phillies now re-recorded all the audio with Real Muto's voice, so it's him like being emphatic, like. Fastball, blowing in. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like Dude, that's bringer. I don't like this shit at all. I don't, I just, I can't. But I don't know. Like, yeah. Why didn't, why'd they bypass just a one buzzes fastball and two buzzes curve and three? Because I think they can't hear. Around the league, everyone else is saying there's no problems. The Yankees games have been a disaster. Yeah. It's been an issue every single game. And if you're going to have the audio element, just give an actual earpiece. Like, put it in the ear instead of them. Yeah. Huh? It, playoff games, there's no way this is going to be able to work. I, they, Tyler Stevenson did, like, a tutorial about it, and he was, like, showing all the buttons to press. I put this tweet out there. No one cared about it. Whatever. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, he was showing where, like, the location was. Uh, uh, he was showing, like, what pitches were. I'm like, if, if you could see him inputting the pitch in, you could, like, find location pretty easily. It looks like it's just, like, a up down left right like a nintendo controller dude he's like pressing it at the end you mark your pitch first and then you go to where the location is 
I almost feel like you could pick that up unless he's completely hiding it, which has got to be tough. Yeah, they no, no, they so they stupid. They, they put, put so they dumb. put their glove and then they put their hand under their glove. It's so dumb. I I I I I guess the I guess the players like it. I've heard more like it than don't like it, but. I'm open oh. to pitch me being an old head, but no, I no. don't like it. There's I a good like avenue it. and lane here for it to be better, but that's what I'm saying. And I, and I tweeted that it was bad in the Yankees games, and everyone responded to me like, "No, it works real good in our games. Real it works real good in our games." I, I think the fourth iteration of Pitchcom is going to be pretty cool. That's what I'm hoping for. The Orioles outfield stinks, Trev. I, I mean, being a righty power hitter like you and I are, um, it just like it, it kind of chops me down. I hate it. The, the fact it's 400 to, like, the power alley, um, it, it almost feels like an old, st- like, you'd open up an old baseball stadium and be like, yeah, the Baltimore Orioles in 1935 actually played with these dimensions. And you're like, oh, that must have sucked. Um, so, good times in Baltimore. Uh, Yankees stunk it up. They're hitting. I want to hear about the Rays-White you know- Sox series. Oh, let's talk about it. I know we're running out of time, but those are two good teams. Yeah. And the the Rays have now lost two series in a row to the A's and then the White Sox. What's going wrong? I guess, I mean, Rays fans, White Sox fans, like, let me know. White Sox fans are saying there's Babbitt death for the White Sox. Um, is it my baseball reference and internet isn't working at all, so I can't really navigate anything? You have to, Yeah, my baseball reference isn't working either. You have to punch in the name and search, but it won't auto-populate. So, like, I typed yeah, in Walsh, and then on? I had to... Yeah, but another, the game logs won't come up for me. Yeah. Like nothing will come up. Come on, baseball reference. Um, I don't know. The Rays are going to have a bad year this year because the division's so good, and I believe that. It's not just because I'm an angry Yankees fan. Okay. All right. Let's see. I th- not true. think I was the... No, you know what? Last year, I think I was the one that said they were going to be off. Now you're this year... I still believe in the Rays. I'm like, you're not going to have me slander them at all because I'll just look stupid at the end of the year, and I don't want that to happen. G-Man Choi going off, by the way. Yeah. 10 for 22. He's got a 613 OBP with a 1.477 OPS. Whoops. I mean, it's just it's just so funny that it it's so earlier in the year, and we know it's baseball. Like, if the Red Sox win today, they're six and four, and they have one of the best records in the AL. If they lose today, they're five and five, and they're same as the Yankees. That we did a whole show last night that they feel like death. So, it's uh, some of the early season baseball deep dives can be tough. What do you guys got on Klube piece? Okay, Kluber on the Rays. I think I. That's just a scary combination. I know he's 36 years old. Blah blah blah. Nine and two thirds innings pitch. He's getting up two earned runs. He's pitching to a 186. Like his FIP is good. You know, strikeouts are down. Walks are up for him, but I think that'll average out. Have they? I haven't watched a start of his yet. Have, has he been pitching differently? Any Rays fans in the chat? Has he been throwing his slider more or less? I'm I'm really curious to see what they what they do with him because he's one of those guys that has like video game pitches. And when you give that to the Rays, it seems like it's almost unfair. Like, that's just, like, giving exactly what they want. Anybody, race? any race fans in the chat, let me know. I'm excited to see what he looks like. I, I don't know. I can I can look at the stats page, but I'm, I'm not sure. I know his first 
I think his first start, he had a lot of walks, which was kind of a thing last year. He had four walks his first start. Last start, no walks, four strikeouts. So if he's, that's kind of what it felt like at times last year with the Yankees was that he didn't believe in his stuff and he was mm-hmm. dancing outside of the zone. Um, so I guess that, that would be the thing that I, I would ask Rays fans. Let us know. They're saying a lot of, um, a lot of off-speed pitches, more and more off-speed pitches, which is kind of like the theme around the league right now. Everyone's just throwing off-speed pitches. Yeah, fastballs just get hit. I mean, unless you have basically on your, unless you have a cutter or two seamer. It's it's funny to think about that because you know if you look at if you just like straight up look at stat pages and you're looking at like you know numbers against well numbers against fastballs the batting average is much higher than, you know, the batting average against off-speed pitches, uh, specifically sliders, you know, depending on what other off-speed pitches you have, I'm sure it's the same thing. So I think teams now just look at that and like, wow, that's a glaring stat right in front of our face. Let's just throw more off-speed pitches. And then the baseball people are like, well, you have to throw a fastball to throw an off-speed pitch. And I think we're kind of learning that's maybe not true. If you just have a good off-speed pitch, it's a good off-speed pitch, no matter if you have the heater to back it up or not. And we're seeing that with some certain guys, like an Andrew Heaney, who we'll probably talk mm. about in a little bit, people. Uh, sometimes you just go with what works, right? Like Lance McCullers Jr. throwing 80 million curveballs in a row to start a game is an example of that as well. Or Garrett Cole having a 933 slugging against his fastball because he just throws a very straight fastball and fastball counts and hitters just hit it. Jim, what was that? What did your pitching coach at, uh, at the minor league field tell you last year? Throw that good pitch again. <laughs> the good pitch. When I, when I was pitching the How's K-Mac. How's that boy Kopech looking? Filthy. Sexual guy. What was the question? Oh, yeah, he is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we got the I.O.? I, I think we just got to check a couple boxes. We didn't say much about the Jays. They take care of the A's. Brutal umpire game. Um. And then uh, Red Sox Twins, again, they're still kind of playing out that series, and it's it's a lot of the names you'd expect on both sides. Devers, Bogarts. Zach Collins doing it for the Blue Jays, which is fun because they traded for him. Yeah, we like that. Go Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan, yeah. Hot boy. Were you, were you another bad runs? start? I know we, we got to go quick, but. What home runs? Torkelson's stats are there right now. Torkelson. Him and, him and Meadows are hitting for the Tigers. His swing is just uh, poetic, yet just absolutely devastating. Like, he swings very hard, mm. but it's smooth and hard. I, 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 He can be a problem for a long time. You can just tell. I like that. Should we get our aisle on? Yeah, let's get the ale on. You ready, Trev? I am. Don't run long. All right, my peoples, we only have one series uh, for the interleague recap, and it just so happens to be my Giants. The Giants went into Cleveland and swept Chris Rose's Guardians. It was 4-1 Giants, then 4-2 Giants, and then a butt-whooping 8-1 Giants to finish it off. 
Uh, they didn't actually hit well, apparently. Uh, neither did the Guardians. The starting pitching and the bullpen for the Giants was outstanding. They pitched to a 1-6-2 ERA for the starters and a .87 for the relievers. That is how you get the sweep. Jock Peterson has been going off. He had four hits and a homer. Crawford and Estrada both had three hits. They had a homer and a double each. Uh, Jose Ramirez, still good at baseball. Four hits with a double. Straw and Miller, they also had three hits with two extra base hits. Two extra base hits each. But only four Guardians recorded multiple hits throughout the series. Rodon, our guy, we knew he'd be special up there in San Fran. Both seven innings pitch with one earned run for the win in game one. Uh, Flores, Wilmer Flores beat out a double play to drive in the go-ahead run in the eighth inning of game two. Hustling down the line is nice. Discofini and Quantrill both went four and two-thirds um, with two earned runs in that game. And then for the final game, Wood looking nasty. Goes five shutout innings for the win. Uh, Tyro Estrada in that game had four RBIs, including a two-run homer. Giants get the sweep. They are seven and two, and they are probably the most overlooked team in baseball. Again, that is what is happening in the IL. Guardians offense coming back down to earth. Way to go, the Giants. <clears throat> Held them to yes. one run, two runs, one run. Rodon, crazy. So filthy. Guardians get yeah, their first they're, test. They're doing it. And then J-Ram is going off. I mean, his numbers on the year are fun to look at. I, I feel bad for Guardians fans and C-Rows because they, they came in, they are leading the league and hitting, setting the world on fire. And then C-Rose mentioned, you know, we really haven't played, you know, anybody necessarily tough yet. This is going to be a tough stretch. They have the Giants, somebody else. I think the Yankees all coming into town that have good pitching. Good pitching, beating the good hitting, uh, at least in this series, because the Giants went in there and just shoved, absolutely shoved. Four-game win streak to three-game losing streak against the Giants. Guardians get got. Giants and Dodgers going to just run the race all season again? Seven and two. Did any of us take the Giants in the playoffs? Because I didn't, and it's going to be – I don't know what I don't know what I was thinking. They won 107 games last year, and I just wrote them off again. I believe we all took the over because the over was lower than it was like we 84 or something. Yeah, yeah, we definitely took the over, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't think I had him in the playoffs. Giants pitching. Uh, you mentioned Jock off to a good start. That's really cool for San Fran. Brandon Belt doing it again and his numbers end up in a silly territory when you start comparing them across the league. Uh, can't stop yawning. Should we do some standout performances? My allergies are bad. Yeah, we can do some standout performances. Some guys who are really the tops this series. Tops. Yeah, that mm. guy. Oh, that Brandon Bell. He's really the tops, man. I heard that in the stands the other day. No, um, and tops... They also have this Bunt app. You might be familiar with it. If you saw any of our Arizona Spring Training House content, Tops was with us the whole way. Their Tops Bunt app is awesome. It's instant entertainment. Peter Moylan is addicted. Um, His family has been yelling at us. He can't get off the Tops Bunt app. Uh, Trev, I think Trev's getting into the Tops Bunt app right now. He's getting a bunch of 
Jesus Sanchez cards. Uh, mm-hmm. The app is a ton of fun. Uh, I must mix it up in there. Uh, and if I can do it, that means you can do it. That's kind of our company-wide technology test. Uh, it's the official trading card app of MLB. There's so much going on in there. You can play and trade and collect. Uh, go download the Top Spun app today. Uh, wherever you get your apps, App Store, Google Play, or in the description of this very show. Trev, it looks like, who you got there? Is that a J? This is my favorite. This is my favorite card that I have so far. It's a Vladdy signed uh, card, and it has the patch, and that's the Oops. Blue Jay I right in the patch. How sick is that? It's crazy. I've got I got the Judge autograph shoe collection. Not a big deal, but whatever. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Know who is a big deal, Jim? Your standout performer. Yeah, my standout performer is mm. <clears throat> an easy one. Uh, Justin Verlander. Eight innings pitched, zero earned runs, nine Ks, zero walks. Uh, <clears throat> coming back from Tommy John, which I'm always skeptical about, but I said at the beginning of the season that I actually wasn't skeptical about him at all. Uh, his baseball reference page is crazy. Like the accolade section of it is insane. I love <clears throat> watching Verlander pitch before. Um, I don't. I don't really care about him and the Astros stuff, but but. I always used to say he's my favorite pitcher to watch pitch that wasn't a Yankee. Um, he's so good. And some of my favorite numbers from this outing, besides the numbers I already read, <clears throat> he had four one-pitch outs, seven two-pitch outs. So 11 at-bats he had, he didn't throw a third pitch. That's crazy. Uh, he had four three-pitch outs. So in 15 of the plate appearances or at-bats, at he didn't throw a fourth pitch. He was making quick work of them. Um, he didn't have a single three-ball count. Not one batter had three balls on them. Uh, three hits all came on the slider. Meanwhile, the curveball got seven swings, two foul balls, five whiffs. So, I mean, seems like there's an easy recipe for him to get a little bit better, too, when all the hits came on this kind of like get me over, not flat, but definitely not sharp slider. Uh, Ty France had two of them. Oh. Yeah. But Verlander, when he's doing shit like that, is just so fun to watch. So he is my standout performer. I like that. It's a good standout performer. Performance. It's fun to see him come back. 20 months, I think Chris Rose told me today. Uh, he was rehabbing Tommy John. He just root for guys like that. I, I told Chris this morning he might pitch for another six, seven years. I love it. Mm. One of those, he's one of those freaks, dude. He's a freak. If he goes full Nolan Ryan, that'd be pretty cool. I think he kind of wants to. What else is he going to do? Too. Jamie Moyer, 49 years old, winning games in Colorado. He's got, a, he's got a new elbow. Like he's like, let's go. My elbow's a baby. <laughs> my elbow's a baby. <laughs> it is. That's my stand-up performer. It's a great Jake, one. you get to go next. I'll go. I'm uh I'm going cross town. Uh I'm I'm heading to uh Shea Station. Go check that out. Jerry Blevins, Jolly Olive. Uh Jim, you mentioned the Mets. Hitting, uh, there is a guy that I think is super important to this team that is going right now. It's Frankie Lindor. He put up a two 
homer game on Mets home opening day. They they open up the uh, they show the Tom Seaver statue. They finally put this put that out front. Good job, Uncle Steve. And Frankie Lindor has a two homer day from both sides of the plate. Why else is it important, Jake? Well, thanks for asking. Frankie Lindor, if you remember, he signed that big boy contract last year, right? And then what did he do? He stunk. He had, on June 1st last year, a 589 OPS. Frankie really struggled out of the gate. He ended up salvaging his season. Uh, his his year-end numbers ended up being okay. They're still under what Frankie Lindor is as a ball player. What he's doing this year, he's got a 442 on base. Trev, you always love this. Nine walks, five strikeouts. He's seeing the ball mm. well right now. He's got a 1.048 OPS. Frankie Lindor, you know, go look at his baseball reference. A, he's got bold in some different spots. Some plate appearances and at-bats and runs. That means he's playing in ball games. I like that back in his Cleveland days. Um, he can play defense. If he is hitting, which he didn't do last year for that Mets team, um, you know, coming over to a new league, adjusting to new pitchers in division. Love me some Frankie, Mr. Smile, uh, and a part of the reason the Mets are off to their good start. Reach base safely in all 10 games so far for the Mets. We like that. Is good. Hot. Rich. Mm. Nice job. Trev, you got a standout? Yeah, I got like kind of two here. So someone tweeted at us if we don't mention Jonah Hine hitting a grand slam off a Shohei and the stand up performances, he'd be mad and would never listen to our show again. So here is me mentioning Jonah Heim. One home Buffalo, run. New York. <laughs> Three for four with a grand slam, five RBIs. No big deal. That's not really my standout performance. Not okay. Worthy. But I had to mention that so we didn't lose a listener. Okay. Fair. Hey, man. Fair. My real standout. Andrew motherfucking Heaney, baby. Mm. Six innings pitched, 11 Ks. One hit, three walks. This is a guy who you guys know. The Yankees brought him in last year because all of his like advanced metrics are always really good. According to Eno Saris, he um, last year was 104 on his stuff plus, 107 command plus. He's a top 25 in his K to walk ratio. He's got high spin. Uh, Matt Blake, they couldn't really figure out what to do with him. He was struggled immensely uh, with the Yankees. Uh, Dodgers said, you know what? Coming over here, we think we can fix you. And all they've done is made him basically say, get rid of your curveball. It's not it's not good. Our metrics say it's not good. Here's what we're doing. They have this new pitch that all of them are throwing. It's like, like a sweeping slider. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like a, a new variant. It's mm. a ton of horizontal movement on it. And they have seven pitchers, Bueller, uh, Urias, Trinan, and Phillips, and a bunch of other guys have added uh, this pitch. And now you have Heaney correct a few mechanical things. His arm slot is a little bit different. And you say, here's the sweeper. Go go see what you can do with it. And he's just been effective. And that is like, it's crazy for me to think about that. Like where we've come, how fast we've come in the technology for pitchers that we're able to just 
make up pitches and just give them to an entire pitching staff. That's why I'm so high on like Kluber going to a team like the Rays where they can dissect, you know, what his fingers do and, and, and all these different pitches, like teams are going to go start, teams are going to start signing dudes who throw like one crazy pitch just so they can get all the data on it. And then they can release them because now they have the data. They can try to, to duplicate this pitch. It's going to be an interesting time. The next like five to 10 years with pitching, like, are we going to see everybody trying to throw, you know, I don't know who's got the nastiest stuff, like Trinan's like sinker. We're going to try to figure out how to throw that. Like maybe Cooper slider from years ago, this sweeping slider, the Dodgers have come up with what other teams are going to try to steal that. Because uh, if you can just take a person and say, hey, you know how to manipulate the ball a little bit. Here's what we've learned. And he get in six innings, 11 strikeouts. And is he going to be a problem? It's it's a very interesting part of the game for me right now. And you just got to tip your cap to the Dodgers and I guess to Heaney for being able to make make the adjustments. Yeah, the uh, Yankees are instilling the same thing. So I wonder if it didn't work with Heaney, if he was reluctant to try it because he didn't throw the slider. But the Yankees call Maybe. it a, the Yankees call it a whirly. The rest of the okay. baseball is calling it a sweeper. The, it's um, Lindsey Adler wrote a good article about it. It's a lot of science, but basically, you know, your slider, Trev, is usually a bullet slider, and that and it, it, it yes. gets that slide from that tight spin. This is the opposite. They're calling it um, seam shifted weight. So basically, mm-hmm. they're saying it like almost like you throw it. They hold it like a two seamer. And then they throw it like a cutter. And at one point in its flight, when it hits the axis, at one point, it's like kind of knuckles, like not knuckles, but it's more like the aerodynamics, then take it. Like if you get it to this yeah. air, this distance, like kind of like blitzball shit. Um, but yeah, it's a good article about how the teams have guys that are uh, – now inventing pitches like in a lab, like with like the lab and shooting the ball. And then if you can replicate it and uh Kluber, cause he, he, his, his breaking ball, he just calls the clue ball because it's not a slider nor a curve. It's very similar. And he teaches that too, but it's very sweepy. Yeah. So, I mean, that is what See, he doing. I mean, he is no curveball anymore at all. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting to me because, you know, Kluber's was a sweeper, but it was a tight spin. So I don't know if I've ever seen a seam shifted wake slider where like it starts off like knuckling, then like eventually catches the seam. Is that basically what they're saying? And then it kind of moves from there because that would be very odd to see. Yeah, I mean, I can read you like some of the seam shifted wake is. Uh, you know, uh, and and it's yeah. The, it's sometimes when you're. Do you want this? Do you want the nerdy sentence on it? The whirly starts yeah, out. The whirly starts out with gyro spin. Then it's theorized that the seam shifted wake phenomenon transitions the axis to side spin, which helps it spin off horizontally like a spinning top toy. Again, this is a Lindsay Adler article on the Athletic. She wrote all about this, but a lot of teams that have the data, like the Rays, the Yankees, the Dodgers, that are like really invested in that are teaching this new sweeper they're calling it it's it's like you let hitters get comfortable with a pitch you know a, a regular slider you know it starts here it's going to break there you know you can it changes depending on the velocity and you know who's throwing it but typically a slider is going to have a little bit of depth to it and you know it's going to have um horizontal break as well but there's going to be depth but if you can teach a different pitch that doesn't do 
what a typical slider does. It's just, it's, it's a learning curve again for the hitters. And that's why it's so hard to be a hitter. And like now people are gonna have to figure out how to get on plane with this pitch. We already had to figure out how to get on plane with the fastball, at the top of the zone, uh, figure that out. So now people are throwing more two seamers. They are throwing more horizontal pitches. Um, and it's just going to be up to the hitters to make an adjustment. And as soon as that happens, as soon as there's an inkling of positivity from hitters, you know, getting to this pitch, they're going to have a new one in the lab that's going to go more vertical. We're going to start throwing 12-6 curveballs in, what, three years probably? Just a lot of 12-6s. It's yeah. crazy, man. Nuts. A lot of whirly. You might have to bring that to a midweek up at some point. Whirly. Uh, okay. Next up, we got. Okay. We got a lot of players to add that had tough weekends. We got Luis Robert. 0 for 12 with a K. Glaber Torres. 0 for 11 with a K. Ahmad Rosario for 10. Eddie Rosario. The Rosarios. Yeah. Wow. Eddie Rosario 0 for 9. Eddie Rosario has one hit on the season so far. Doesn't have an extra base hit. Like, mm. he could really use their help, so I think he's a lock to go on. Correa went 0 for 11. Brandon Lau went 0 for 11. Bregman 0 for 9. Cronenworth 1 for 14. And Votto 1 for 13. Jake, do you have any you want? Like, I, I'm going to put Eddie on there. He needs our help. Yeah, I've got two different mindsets. It's either we roll kind of this whole crew because we haven't had a true slump watch yet. And, okay. we, you know, we try to motivate all these guys. You know, Cronenworth and Votto right now are a little bit of outliers because they have one hit. Uh, but with Votto's new social media presence, yeah, kind of need him to be hitting if we're going to be dunking and dancing. I mean, believe me, I know. Um, I kind of want to bring everyone and be like, Slump Watch is back. You want them all? That's kind of where so. I'm at. Okay. It's a lot to go through. We'll do it, though. Hopefully they work. I mean, the only problem is if if all of them don't work themselves off, like we need to just like get it down to the four or five. Yeah, this is the one. Week. Okay. And we'll keep it moving now because we're running late anyway. So bang. Bang. Bang, bang. That's how you get shit done. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Shohei Otani hits his first homer of the season, hits two more. He went six for 19 this weekend. That's a 350 on base percentage. Zach Collins, I mentioned him from the Blue Jays, six for 11 with a homer. Patrick Wisdom, Cubbies hit Hot everything. Boy. Yeah. VR, Jonathan VR, they both went off. Wisdom had five doubles. That's crazy. Matt Olson doing dirty things to Jake's daughter, I guess. Seven for 15 with the homer. <laughs> Trey Turner talked about him earlier, hitting the homer. Adam Frazier, we spent all offseason yeah. talking about him. He goes seven for 13 with a triple, a double, five RBIs. Nolan Arenado, six for 14 with a homer. And Jesus Sanchez. All these guys we kind of mentioned because they've been great. Those guys were on fire. Whoops. Fuego. Fuego, fuego, papi. Which leads us into awards. Cambio, cambio. It's cambio, cambio. Jake, I'm going to let you go first. Really? Yep, 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 yep. The yep, honor yep. is all mine. Um, 
Trev, I'm, you know, a little shout out to you. Uh, I am giving out, I think I gave out a similar award to this last year. I'm giving out that good sticky icky award. Um, you know, there are a lot of candidates this week for awards. You know, I still, I like highlighting guys, uh, especially if you're on one of my teams and your team's off to a little six and six and tree start and you did it last year and you deserve a little more respect on your name because I'm looking for that good cron, man, that good chronic. And it's CJ Crone for my Rockies. He is off to another good start. I mentioned Vladito had five home runs lead in baseball, and I said just get used to that. We're going to be saying that a lot for the next 15 years. CJ Crone tied five homers in nine games. Last year, he had the 905 OPS. That's no joke, people. That's no joke. He had a couple years where he hit. In 2018 with the Rays, he had an 816 OPS. Like, it's not totally out of left field for my guy, CJ. He's balling out for my rocks. He's part of the reason they had that sneaky good bad year last year. He's going again. Five homers, a 1.117 OPS. And they got a couple more games at Coors coming out. So, you know, I'm, I'm just about that life. You know, so is my guy CJ. Mm, CJ Crane. Mm. He had some freaking absolute bombs over the weekend. The first one he hit up there into the concourse, that was right where, I hope we can get video of this. That's right where, what's the guy's name? That catches all the home runs? Hample. Uh, Hample. Uh, Hample, Hample. That was right where Hample schooled me and came up over the top and just stole a home run derby ball from me just absolutely put me in my place it was right there that's a that's a bomb in a regular game right there jimmy's crone he's got your contribution stat he's gone on base in every game um and he also had six straight games with with an rbi so my guy's doing it good for him snaps you're happy for him yeah big time kelsey winger you going, Daddy Trev? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a quick one. It's just kind of a counting stat. I'm going to give uh, it. It's the uh, it is the bottom heavy, fat butt award. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Goes to the Rockies and the Dodgers. Most hits from the seven eight nine hole. Hmm. Good place to be getting hits from. If you're getting production from down there, not bad. A lot of teams winning. That's where they are. You know who's the worst? Jake's D-backs. They have nine hits from the 789 ah, hole. Nine. Working on things. Nine. The Colorado Rockies and the Dodgers have 29. Mm. Might be a way to get more production down there. Hmm. Hmm. Like that. So that's my award. Trev, your award is going to be brought to us by? Trev, the final award of the show is brought to us by Manscaped. If you're having trouble with your bottom of the lineup, it's not getting up for big games. I'm not saying you, Trev. Trev, if you were. You know, they're... Well, hey, (laughs) shave around your penis. Uh, Because it looks better. Uh, And that's what you can do with Manscaped. Um I'll be honest, I used some of my Manscaped products recently. 
Um, <laughs> they went to work. Um, so go to work on your downstairs. Make sure it's tidy. It'll make your stuff look bigger, which, I mean, that's kind of nice, you know. If you don't need that, good for you, but you should still tighten it up. It's kind of a sign of respect. Um, so they've got the 4.0 trimmer. Bang, you're going to want that. Uh, the mm. whole 4.0 package, the crop preserver, reviver, all of it. Um, and by the way, Manscaped, they're committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35, uh, giving support, and it's part of their We Save Balls initiative. So Manscaped, they're with us. They should be with you. You should take care of your downstairs. Uh, so with code TALKING, you get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with code TALKING, manscaped.com. Trev, give them what the people want. My award. First of all, Manscaped, yes. I Manscaped before I came to Hawaii. It looks great. Um, let me tell you something, guys. New York, New York City. You guys know where that is? Oh, yeah. There's two teams that play baseball there, and it's the Yankees and the Mets. And for a long time, it's been a Yankees town. And then this guy, Uncle Stevie, came around and started spending some money and making some noise. And they, for all intents and purposes, they won the offseason this, uh, before this year. They went out. They did the damn thing. Uh, spring training comes around. We're, we're stoked about the team. And then DeGrom gets hurt. And then Scherzer has like kind of like a weird setback right before the season. And we're starting to say, is this going to be like a Metsy thing? Well, my award goes to the New York Mets. I'm going to call it the Let's Go Mets or Go Mets Go. I don't know. Mm. Just It's just a Mets award, okay? Seven and three sitting in first place. They're getting contributions from everyone. Mind you, they still have no Jacob DeGrom. They found some pitching with McGill, Bassett. An offseason acquisition has been incredible. Scherzer obviously signed him to a massive deal. He's been good. They've done it. There's two There's two categories I like to look for uh, when I go to baseball reference. Go to the uh, team stats page. I go to OPS Plus and ERA Plus. I know they're not all perfect, but for me, it's a quick way to rank the teams and how they're doing. There's only one team in the top five in both of those categories, and that is the New York Mets. They are fifth in OPS Plus behind the Guardians, who are going to come down to earth, the Cubs, the Angels, the Cardinals, and then it's the Mets sitting at 120 OPS+. Plus. And if you go to the pitching, they're third with a 180 ERA+, plus, only behind the Dodgers and the Giants. So they've been doing it on both sides of the ball without their ace. Uh, Lindor has been good. Eddie Escobar doubles machine. He's already got five on the year. He's been good. Uh, Nimmo's been going off. I know he's just on the 10-day IL. Is that a COVID thing, I think? Uh, I mean, they're, they're just doing it. And I, we all have the joke about the Mets and like the Mets are going to be the Mets. I don't think we're going to be able to say that after this year, like this is going to be a special year for them. They showed it. I hope they can continue it because it is going to be fun watching those two teams, you know, kind of fight for uh, supremacy. Is that the right word? Yes. In New York. And I like the way the Mets look right now, so I'm just giving them an award. Go Mets, go award. There you go. There you have it. TMG. Sure, you guys don't like that one. Go Mets, go. It's better when the Mets are good than bad. And then give us, like, one funny storyline a month. That's all I ask. It's kind of what they do. I think Steve Bucks, Cohen I think said Bucks he would tighten a lot. Or no, John Heyman. John Heyman. You guys saw that, like, source he had that said uh, – 
Do you want me to give Steve me my Cohen yearly reminder? Go after. Do you want me to give my yearly reminder to mute John yeah, Heyman? Please tell me. Uh, if you want to have a better Chris Rose time, is best friends with him, dude. I have Chris never Rose said anything bad. John Heyman. I have never said anything bad about John Heyman, the person, or John Heyman, the columnist, or John Heyman, the writer. But John Heyman, the Twitter account, is awful and should be muted. Okay. That's just my well, This was not yearly John Heyman Twitter account. This was an article. He just said sources say that that the Mets aren't going to go after Judge. Yes, that's I laugh at that too cuz I said who's the source? Was it was it a Steinbrenner? Was that his source like it was ridiculous, but the source is Boris uh, forever noise. Um it's just also like well no one asked. So you just want Retweets and shit. No. Click, exactly. Click, exactly. Click, click. Good word, Trev. Uncle, Uncle Steve will go after Aaron Judge if Aaron Judge is available. Mark my words. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Already is. I, yes. I feel like they would like nothing better than to take to take him from the Yankees, right? I think that's like crazy. And I think that I think that I think Uncle Steve owning the Mets is. 80% of the reason Aaron Judge is still is not re-signed. Interesting. Who is our best friend ah. of the week? Mm. It's Cope Tuck. Let's go! He had, yes. th- he had a three for five game, including an RBI. Including an RBI. Got a triple in the mix. Nice weekend for Cole. Let's go! Nice. Three hits in game one, right? Yeah, hot five game one. Way to go! All right, it's on my Instagram. Next up, we have Ooh. elevator talk. It's like not even a story. You guys ready to do some elevator talk? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna spin the wheel. We're gonna put one minute on the clock, and this is just some stuff you can say to people if they get in an elevator with you and they're yeah. wearing this hat. And the team is drop my phone. The Miami Marlins. They just won a series Ooh. against the Phillies. Their pitching is really good. Jesus Jesus and Jazz show is very fun. Miami Marlins. I mean, I think that's what you got to say. Four and five, which has been second place in the NL East. That's nice. You can say, hey, we're not playing that well, but we're in second place right now. Things can change really quickly. Jazz Chisholm's got to get it going. Maggie's got to get going, but Jazz Chisholm's off to a great start. Uh, Joey Wendell, who was like a bench player, off to a great start. Obviously, yeah. And then Koopa Loop had himself a good weekend, but the story is and always will be. Well, not always will be for now. The pitching. I mean, Pablo Lopez been amazing. Jesus Lazardo. I want to talk about him on the midweek episode because he is one of the uh, biggest uh, changes and stuff. Like he like redesigned his pitches and his one start so far was pretty good. Eliezer Hernandez is a fun name to say, and he just had a good start. Yeah. I don't know who they're playing. Trevor Rogers. His name is Trevor. Jake sucks. Rogers had a tough start. 